0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Uh. Uh. So this is episode five of Captain Says, and I'm here with...
1: I'll go by Nightchild.
0: I was trying to think, because I had it up on the screen before, is, is it like Ethereal Nightchild, or is it Nightchild Ethereal? Uh, <laughs> I'll go by the Nightchild, that's fine. The <laughs> Nightchild. Now, you, very similar to what Peach and Black podcasts do, is review print stuff, songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you do albums in general, or you do just songs?
1: Well, it's quite weird. Um I said I was like the kind of gateway drug I want to get people interested at um, at the beginning but I've actually My initial idea was to start off and review, you know, albums, uh, songs, but basically anything that comes up in the Prince world. So I could kind of do it quite quickly. So, you know, something happened, I could do it a few days later. Mm. And I thought, okay, I'll start doing these things and I'll get, you know, I'll do all the albums and I'll do other things. And then I realized I got to like, I got to like 45, 50 videos. I thought, I haven't actually done an album yet, which is, which is quite (laughs) random. I mean, the closest I've got so far is the Cream Maxi single.
0: (laughs) It's quite bizarre. (laughs) Which, which has one of my favorite songs of all time on there. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Do I, Your I, I Dance, did... Casey's Remix. Yes. It's one of the uh... best things he's ever recorded. I don't know why. I know there's better songs, technically, <laughs> musically, but I just love that track. I don't know why. It's just so good. Uh, several points. I,
1: I think I mentioned in the review that when you... In in that Maxi single, you get to the point where the songs have almost, like Cream's become almost a distant memory. You know, it just moves away so far. I love that way he does that with Maxi singles, where you start off with an idea, and by the time he gets to the end, you've got songs which are almost, like you say, standalone songs. They're almost, you know, almost unconnected. You've got a few lyrics, but I I do love that single. I I have some, there's some songs on there that I really love that, like you say, I, I find it difficult to sort of, say to people, oh, this is great, and they're like, yeah, like, like, I, I, even like the ethereal mix, which is oh, obviously... is that where you got your name from? <laughs> that is where I got... And the weirdest thing about this, I said this in a review, that the weirdest thing is that it, it, there is nothing to this song, really. I mean, there's really nothing. It's like a electric. Yeah, that one. There's not much. I mean,
0: those last two, like Q in Doubt and ethereal mix, there's yeah. not much to those. I
1: mean, there's nothing happened. There's the odd bit of kind of like background sort of moody... Sort strings and stuff, but there's nothing really to it. There's nothing, and yet you, you say to people, and they're like, Well, why why that? And I go, I don't know. It just has a weird feeling, and yet like I say, Defend you can't defend it. It's like one of those things you like, but if you try and explain to somebody else, they just look at you and thinking, Really, really? That's the way <laughs> that's what you like. Out of all
0: the songs he's <laughs> yeah. recorded, that's, that's the one.
1: It's just one of those things that I kind of like. It's my guilty secret. <laughs> But then oh, everybody's different. You know, should, I, mean,
0: yeah. I should mention, for for the people who are listening to this show and are not that interested in Prince, this probably isn't going to be the episode for you. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's probably going to be the majority of what we're going to talk about.
1: We apologize now in, in advance. We, 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 we should put a public service announcement. <laughs> this program may contain strobe lights and excessive Prince <laughs> yeah, talk.
0: There'll be a, a lot of Prince talk, I think.
1: Oh, it's just, um, it is quite a bizarre, um, I mean, I was, I was, um, there's some discussion, I can't remember, I think it was on Facebook or something about, uh, there's this guy, uh, yesterday who sort of talked about around the world today, a day and how much he just, couldn't stand it absolutely couldn't stand it what? and then these sort people of, and I, I couldn't i could understand he said oh i don't know why he did this this was a step back because i've always seen it as this kind of like really i don't know like ballsy move that he thought you know i've got this yeah. fame this unbelievable fame but i'm gonna do something different and for me that's that i'm not that prince wasn't an artist before but this is the moment where he said you know my art is more important than yep. uh, you know the commercial success because he could have tried to do purple rain too and do you know what the public would have gone, yeah, that's fantastic. He
0: could have he could have easily done that and made a, a load of cash, but, yeah. yeah, would he have been artistically satisfied? Probably not.
1: That's the thing. And I think, you know, it's one of those things you can also, I think you can do short-term, you can do, I'll do Purple Rain 2. But then when you get to Purple Rain 3, people are like, this is great, but, you know, <laughs> we've seen this. And I think that's the thing with Prince mm. every year, with something different, the look, the, the idea. And I think, yeah, it, just, it took some... Um, Guts to do that, and I think oh, I like that, like with you know, like with Dirty Mind, when they sort of you know, he's three albums in with Warner Brothers, and he sort of says, Yeah, I'm gonna give you this album. And it sounds like demos, you can't play Sister on the radio, you can't play Head, you can't play this, mm. you can't play that. Most of the songs you can't release, and like, here's this song, you yeah. know, have got song all sex in, and, and incest and stuff. And, and I, I just love to see Warner Brothers face they like go, Yeah, uh, right, um, <laughs> what yeah. do we do with this? How do yeah. we.
0: Sexy MF what? is gonna be the single, um, we can't actually yeah. play it, so. <laughs>
1: yeah. Great. I love that, oh, especially on UK radio because they just, you know, every time they change it, they're, they're sort of different um,
0: edits, yeah.
1: Yeah, they they they, they got the DJ to cut in every time he swore, is sort of just put something else, say something else, you know, and yeah. oh, it just. It, 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 like, um, we got a mother care shop, like, which is like kids clothes and stuff. he and all, you got <laughs> see, sexy mother care, and it just, oh, it was um I <laughs> thought one I bought actually, they just replaced the the um, swear bits with that, you know, that it's what saw. Ow, I went sexy mother, ow. Yeah, <laughs> and that, just,
0: that was actually an official edit. That is the mm, official. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I actually bought the single album that I had. Yeah, I, yeah. One was uncensored, but then there was another one which had. I think I'm remembering this right, or it might have been the single. But yeah, that was the officially released edit.
1: I know in the UK had they it. had they actually released it. The, the album has two separate versions: as a censored version and a yeah. kind of you know. Uh, and uh, the uncensored version, I think, remember at the time was was, out, was sort of selling three to one. More people buying the because you want to have it as you know he intended it. I remember that time. That was the moment, I think, my mum... I was about... God, I was only a teenager. And my mum thought I'd gone mad because there was this sexy M video. And I, I said, oh, it's a sexy MF video. Fantastic. And it was like £8.99, which I don't know how much that is. Isn't it? But it's just... And she go right? And she turned around and she goes, this is nine minutes long. Go, yeah, 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 it's nine minutes. She goes, it's <laughs> nine minutes. And I said, yeah,
0: and it's you know the bad thing. A minute.
1: <laughs> and the bad thing of that, the first minute or two was like, you know, those adverts like Diamond has legs. Yeah. You know, Karma Electra's new album. <laughs> Buy this. And, and I thought, and she's like, really? And I was like, no, this is fair. And the weird thing was, of course, then within a few months, he'd released the uh, Three Chains of Gold video. So kind of you got, like, you know, the whole album for like eight ninety
0: nine. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, I, I thought, I have to buy it. I, was like, I, I got to that point with, uh, I think it was, was it somebody? Somebody? I think it was, and he released like three or four different variations of singles, and you're buying them thinking, I do have that, but, you know, I, I really should buy it. That's the time we need to seek help.
0: That's the thing. That's with with Prince. It just seems to attract these people who want to collect everything. It's so true. And, like, there's people who collect stamps and coins, and, you know, those people, you know you'll never collect every stamp, you know, or every coin. But for some reason, Prince... It just attracts those collecting people, and they're just hardcore. They will buy every CD, every vinyl, every cassette. There's still people on eBay finding, you know, like the Thieves in the Temple cassette single just for the sake of having the complete collection of everything ever officially released. And I'm like, okay. I've got a few of those. I can sell those because I, at one point, was that person. Which oh. now I just don't want them anymore because I'm never going to listen to them.
1: It's bizarre because you, you start hoarding and you start getting to the point where you think, oh, I mean, even the Baltimore War song, it's quite interesting because a lot of people online said, "Oh yeah, I've heard it. I like it." But I'm going to buy it because I want to show my support and stuff like that. And I always think these people must be really driven mad by, um, you know, the song uh, Wally, which uh, Prince did, which he recorded <laughs> over. And I was thinking, oh I must be able to get that." But he's he's deleted it. No, it must. There must be a way. Yeah. <laughs> there must be. If I could just, get, it's like, oh, it, it just. <laughs> Um, you can't, because as like I say, all the live performances and the amount done, you just can't, um, you know, as a, as a collection, you can never finish. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's, and as
0: long as he it... keeps playing shows. And people oh, keep exactly. recording them. There's always oh, exactly. that as well. And, you know, yeah. there's, there's not enough hours in the day.
1: Oh, there really isn't. And then they say, oh, I recorded this. They go, well, I recorded it from three foot closer to the stage. So I think you'll <laughs> find my recording is much better than your recording.
0: Mine is 4% <laughs> better quality.
1: <laughs> it's just, oh, it's just, um, you could drive yourself mad. I think you have to kind of, yeah, it, there comes a point when you sort of, you know, you, you start sort of stocking this stuff and you think, yeah, I, I, if you worked out how long it would take to listen to it, I am. Um, but then, like I said, a lot of people – I've talked to, they actually do, some people listen to every album a year, you know, every every year they'll listen to every single album from start to finish, mm. like, you know, and, and you think, oh, wow, it's, um, must be a kind of weird experience, but I'm a bit jealous, but. It must be,
0: it, it must be nice to have that much spare time.
1: I was going to say, I know, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know, tell me <laughs> I mean, you would need to literally be unemployed and have nothing else to do except wake up in the morning and go, oh, I'm going to listen to this today because I've got nothing else to do.
1: On my work schedule today, oh, I've got I see you've got this album, this album. I mean,
0: I've got the whole day queued up. I've got seven, 16 albums. That's the whole day booked out. I'm sorry I can't do anything else. That's, that's fine.
1: <laughs> that is a full-time job. It's we like your to, wife's you know... in
0: the hospital having a baby, but I've got eight more albums to go. You just have to wait. Just... Take some drugs. That's fine.
1: <laughs> there, there'll, there'll be some kind of, you know, a, a qualification, you know. You'll be the official princeologist and you have a, you know, you sort. Of, you know, you sort of, I, I've achieved my 360 hours of listening experience. And it's just, I just...
0: Uh, I would be unqualified at this point. I don't listen to that much at all anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the, the weird thing, you, you kind of, I don't know, there, there comes a point where you just, you have to go away just for a little while and come back because you, you, you just sort of have nothing to compare Compare it to, you know.
0: Oh, tell me about... Didn't he just, like, re-release the Baltimore track, like, with orchestra or something?
1: He did, uh, yeah. It was, like, a mastered version, apparently. Because you, you, there's, like, the tweet, and he like, said, oh, I'm releasing Baltimore. And then the two seconds later, he was like, the remastered version. I thought, damn, that is quick. You know? <laughs> it's almost like he did it in real time. It's like, I've re-released it. Go wait a minute. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, it's kind of a high-spec high, high, high spec version, which people are quite liking. But oh. I, like, I do like this idea of, kind of, I don't know, he's making every single concert performance now an event where it's not just like oh here's another date on a tour because at first you know I like that but then each each concert now is like a major event because people don't know if they're going to see another concert you know for a day a week a month you just who knows you know who knows what's going to happen so it's kind of I don't know he's making the most out of uh and to be fair, he's given away more music probably in the last sort of month than he has for some time, mm. especially the live stuff. I never thought I'd sort of be able to go onto SoundCloud or whatever and print you know a live concert and you'd be able to listen. I, that's, I didn't think that would ever happen legally.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's finally gotten to a point where he can just, you know, cuz the main reason that I always saw that he didn't want to release any live stuff, apart from mm. the one night alone live album which he did, which was edited and compiled from and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I think his problem always with putting out one show and go, this was the show, now you can buy it. Was there yeah. might have been some mistakes and he might have thought You know, the people that were there, that was special for them. If I release it, then it's not special anymore, whatever the reason was. But I think he's Mm. finally gotten to the point where he's just like, what we've been saying forever is, (laughs) not that he's gone that far yet, but you can make money from that. even Even though he's just put these up on SoundCloud for free, it's like, I just played a show and now you can listen to it like the next day. Exactly. Which is what we've been asking for for so long. Now, if he just goes the next step, he can keep it free, that's fine. But if he just goes (laughs) one more step and charges, you know, 99 cents a track or 79 cents, whatever it is, Mm. that's cash
1: that's the thing yeah like I say because just having people would pay for that there's so many people I've seen who said oh I'd oh, pay," yeah. you know like a, even a monthly thing or whatever I mean I know some people have kind of felt burnt because they felt before that oh I, I paid for this lifetime membership and I didn't get this or I didn't get that or yeah. but to be fair lifetime membership realistically I suppose in hindsight you know <laughs> yeah probably, probably isn't going to work but I just like I said just to pay people would pay for that and and, and, and the thing is he's you know one of the, the greatest live performers of all so to just to get that out there because you know you, people or oh, a lot of people still who, who even my friends who are kind of you know never seen him live then see him live think oh my god he's amazing it's like you know, this is some kind of revelation to them and you think you just like a few more people to kind of because he can do that and that's Kind of his USB that he is just such a great live performer to be able to get that out there and to get it out there, like I say, instantly. You say because a lot of time wherever you go in the world, you can't go to the hit and run show because a) there's not enough notice, and b) you know I can't get to Baltimore or you know or wherever in like two seconds um, or all probably. So I I, just to have that experience and say, yeah, you know, I'd like to listen to that. I'd I'd pay for that, and um, that's the thing. He he has that unique ability that he doesn't need to. I think I said about the hit and run shows. He doesn't need to spend loads of money on publicity promotion. He can send a tweet and that's it. He's well, done it. the
0: thing is he records yeah. all the shows anyway yeah yeah so half the work is doing the actual show mm. he records mm. it anyway it's mm. only another you know five minute step to upload it and then instant cash
1: yeah. that's the thing I mean a I think that's one of the key reasons he's so good that he you know looks at every show looks at what he can do better and looks to improve it but that's one of the I mean I remember the um the London the 07 the 21 night show I mean you know, they were clearly recorded. You could see on the big screens, the, the camera. And you yeah. think, know, yeah, this is all recorded. And yet, the ma- people sort of don't believe me when I say, oh, there's no, you know, official DVD of that. And they're like, really? Because I can't think of any other artists who do 21 nights, you know, in London and not yeah. release, like for Christmas, the kind of, you know, this is the official DVD. I mean, don't get me wrong. He'd probably I'd take a bit from each night or whatever. I don't know, probably. But I just think, you know, this, you could have made a fortune. And not only you could have made a fortune, but people who had heard about it you know perhaps who who didn't go or perhaps in other countries I mean that that would have been just you know a surefire kind of well
0: yeah I mean apart from London people or people around Mm. England who travel there and probably Europeans traveled as well apart from those people like Mm. very few Australians very few Americans would have been at those shows absolutely and they they were phenomenal you know 15 bucks for a DVD that's fine
1: I I could always you know try and push that you know on sort of the extras on DVD the odd indigo show just you know I I could always dream I I I could always Few, i mean i mean the, the, the production of it the, having it in the round obviously a lot of love sexy tour really worked but it was just such a the atmosphere is was, was fantastic and, and maceo and oh it, i must admit it was just they they were and they were kind of very populist shows you know they were very much about you know hits generally yes. and kind of but even some of the interpretations like uh, i always remember um, black sweat and the bass oh, mm. but it's just it was just you know truly amazing shows and the you know the excitement of kind of oh I remember I was buying tickets, and then you think oh, I can get slightly better tickets. I'll get these. I'll get the. I can get slightly better tickets, and you oh, just yeah. end up kind of you know obsessed <laughs> with it. But but to be fair, it's like you know it's thirty one twenty one. Um, yeah, I mean it was like I mean thirty quid was uh, yeah, bargain that's, price, that's a bargain price. It's a bargain, yeah. And you get your, you know you get your sort of fifteenth copy of uh, Planet Earth, and you think <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've got all these, and you think, well, uh, I I don't know what to do. Really, if I was been if I was a nice benevolent guy, I really should just sort of like you know hand some out free to so, you know, people trying to get trying to get their hooks. Sort of like some sort of dealer on street corners, go. Oh, have you had Planet Earth? Okay. But uh, yeah, I just, you
0: know, I sort of hand. Them. I've, just, I've got so many now. I should, I really should. <laughs> That'll be my next thing. With him releasing live stuff, it's like I think we have no idea, but I can only assume. This is my guess, my yeah. interpretation. One reason why he doesn't want to put out live stuff is because even he must hear from all the reviews that he loves to keep retweeting on Third Eye Go, Twitter <laughs> I he loves tweeting his own reviews
1: <laughs> baby of um, a star I love it
0: <laughs> and you know how many of them say oh, one of the best live performers you know the legend best mm, live mm, show you've ever seen and it can only lead me to assume that he knows people say that about him mm, mm. I think he might also know that that doesn't come across that well on a live recording
1: I think you're right. I think DVD, the DVD possibly
0: yeah. better but just audio I mean, how many people read like the set list for the, the sampler set and go, oh, seriously, <laughs> this again. But When you're there, like when yeah. you came to Australia in, in 2012 and sampler set started and I'm like, oh, here we go. Because I'd read about it. <laughs> yeah. and, and me, Jam, even MC were like, player, it's like, it's not that bad when you're there. It's a different, Mm, mm. you know, atmosphere when you're there and everyone's like dancing like idiots and it's a totally (laughs) different, you know, situation than just listening to it on a recording Mm. and it's just different and I think that might be one reason why he's still avoiding doing – putting out live stuff.
1: I think you're right. I mean last year the um, the Here and Run shows in London – he did the samples i I was really surprised because i must have first of all obviously got the atmosphere and the energy of the crowd but the his voice i must admit his falsetto i was quite surprised because i was pretty close and i thought you know yeah how how good is it chilling it's just amazing i mean just he he was um Mm. doing some songs and you think wow that this this is just you know absolutely phenomenal but like you say you think does that come across live does that does and also the excitement if you don't know what's coming you know, when you're at a show, you don't know, you've got, you've got the kind of, and every song you, every time there's a cheer, when someone, you know, the, the people instantly recognise the song or whatever, mm. and it's a different, I think I understand what he's saying because they come out and say, you know, don't don't film this, don't, you know, uh, take photographs and and it's kind of, I see what you you do lose quite a lot you lose a lot of the smirks and the smiles the kind of the, 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 the stage machine yeah and that's uh, a you know. big
0: part of his mm. his shtick mm, is, you know the, the facial expressions that's half the show basically <laughs> <laughs> he's, such <laughs> a a, he's such a ham some of the
1: looks just you can just do a look to Donna or something and you sort of think there's so much conveyed in that look that you think yeah. <laughs> there's just loads of other things going on and it's yeah just,
0: she knows uh, exactly what that look meant <laughs> he didn't even have to say <laughs> one word <laughs>
1: there was that one time of like there goes was, 200 it.
0: bucks off my Hey, damn it.
1: <laughs> I owe him a 100 now. I was like, oh. Yeah. I, I just, oh, there was one bit when he, I think, like, say, I think he transposed the lyric or something. Or something he, he sort of slightly kind of got it wrong. And he, and he just looked at her like, ah, that's right. I think I got away with that. I was smiling, like, I, no, I, I've saved that one. I don't, I don't think that would be bad. That would be edited out.
0: <laughs> but I it was like just, how he's got uh, that whole thing about, you know, finding, I don't know if he still does it, but rumours from the past that he'd find band members for mistakes. And I always thought, I wish someone would apply that to him (laughs) because he makes mistakes. He stuffs up lyrics just like any singer does now and then, but no one's finding him unless he's like secretly every time he does a mistake and he knows, you know, unless he's actually (laughs) giving a hundred bucks to his favorite charity. Every time that happens, no one's finding him.
1: It's still flagellating. You say? Oh, I can't believe I did that. I
0: suppose the embarrassment enough. That's enough. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I have I, got a thing when you when you lose kind of you know in the middle of, like a lyric and you just lose it and and um, cuz some some shows at the O2 they, I think there were um Sort of tele readers at the bottom of the screen, like for the oh, lyrics.
0: It yeah.
1: was fantastic because he actually, you know, the teleprompter was how Prince writes. It was in. It was like, you know, with a two and a four and a U. And oh, I thought I the like, teleprompter guy going gone, oh, this is going to take forever. I don't believe this. But um, yeah, I mean, the pressure on that is, um, I mean, the good thing is, like, so I suppose if, if you really muck up as Prince, you just quickly go, sort of, you know, quick guitar solo, right? Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, we get out of it. But um, it's quite weird because even the MPG, I think at the time, they say, you always had this I- image there earning fortune. And they're probably not. I mean, they weren't. I don't think they're getting you know huge, vast amounts. You always kind of hear of. Um, I think he looks after like you know. But obviously, the revolution got a nice. I'm getting very financial here, <laughs> but they got a nice you know payoff at the end because obviously the, you know the success they bought. And but you, you you think that's you know it's a phenomenally hard job, and you know you certainly do, as mad as it is, you wouldn't do it for the money because I think you know you, the hours oh, yeah. you work, you probably you know probably uh, you know yeah the
0: hours like, you work and the stress. You have
1: to give up your life, don't you? I mean, basically, you can't. You, I think. Oh, it, yeah. I, there's somebody I can't remember who it was now in the revolution. Um, they are saying that you know somebody. If you they said if you're if you're kind of married or, or you've got kids then you know it's, it's just virtually. Impo- I mean, long term it just it can continue for oh, um,
0: years. That was Michael B. in that documentary that Mo Bean did. He's like, oh, yeah. if, if you're lying in bed at three a.m. with your wife <laughs> watching TV and you get the call, then that's it. You're off to rehearsals,
1: which like initially that's is it. exciting. Then, then, like you say, but you never know. I mean, you can't if ever say, "Oh, in, well. you'd
0: be like, oh man, really, really." <laughs> I mean,
1: it's quite, it's quite amazing. I mean, a lot of people said that about Third Eye Girl. They're surprised because I mean, it's been, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a fair while for Prince to sort of stay with one thing and kind of, you know, really build them up. And um, I don't know. There's half the people I got to speak to say, "Oh, you know, they, they, they think there's something more to come, another album." They think they are kind of, you know, something else to come. And other people are sort of saying, "Well, they want something, something else." But it's a fairly, you know, long time for, for that concept. But I don't know, I. Yeah, I'm kind of ambivalent. I've been it.
0: around longer than I expected,
1: for sure. Mm, I just think. I mean, I, but then, what do you do? Do you go back to just an you know an MPG with horns, or do you try something complete? But what else? He's done most things. I mean,
0: yeah. What else? Yeah. Well, to follow the usual plan, it'd be do the band for years and years and do a few albums, and then mm. drop it all and go solo again. But he's done that so many times.
1: That's the thing. I mean, just I, I don't down, know if that's, that's
0: going to happen again.
1: I, I just don't know what's left. It's quite. It's quite interesting, I and mean, it's um. What do you do? I like, say so everything. I remember when I was a kid, I went to see the new tour, and they said, "Oh, this is the stripped-down Prince. This is just Prince, and this is just." And you look back, and actually, whilst in some ways it was simple, there was still quite a lot of you know stage going on, and you know there was a few dances.
0: I really wish I could have seen because that w- that was the start of my. You know, my favourite band.
1: Yeah, it, it, yeah, really,
0: yeah. It really all started on that tour. Mm. And I, I wish I could have seen that.
1: I always remember, like, you know, sort of the electric man. And it uh, just mm. um, some of it is very – I kind of like the look. All my friends didn't like the look. But then all my friends I was, I – was, I was alone at my school. I was, like, the only, you know, the only Prince fan that there ever was. I think and just,
0: with that long straight hair it was, like, the best look he ever had.
1: Mm, mm, I did. Like, I mean,
0: like, Nude Tour got a bit more wavy, but, like, Batman, like, perfectly straight hair, long hair. I thought that was one of the best looks he ever had.
1: I always remember that. I mean, because that was when I first got into Prince. I was, you know, 14, I heard Bat Dance And that, to me, just, yeah, he just, that was just the time. I always associate that with, you know, the kind of yeah. moment I really became emotionally invested in. And it was quite weird, actually, because I got into Prince, and about a week, I, I sort of seen, heard Bat Dance really liked it, and I'd hired, um, I think, son of Time's... Um, under the Cherry Moon. And a week later, one of my mum's friends, was a huge Prince fan, and he copied. But the, the, you know, I'll get shot here. But I have bought all the albums since. So before anybody says anything, yeah. <laughs> I'm good, really. But he copied basically every album that he had. So he had like from from Four You to um 1989. But because this is like before the internet, he gave them to me. But he didn't put any dates on them at all. So he just gave me these like. Oh, so you had whatever. no
0: idea what came? I had no idea.
1: Wow. I, mean, I, I think what, like, what an I was,
0: experience so... that had been. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> pretty, just because... having what uh, how many albums what 10 albums at that point ten al- yeah yeah not yeah not having any clue of the order of them wow
1: and it was so weird because this you know nowadays you'd probably just you know go and like click your fingers and you'd be like oh this is it i mean i suppose i could have still gone to i don't know the library or whatever i don't know but i i didn't know what to do so you you start trying to put them together in your mind and and the thing is you have no expectation of each album in connection to each other album you can't say oh well he's built yeah. on this so i mean some things wow, like for you that's four such a prints, bizarre
0: situation that's it's that's like, it's that's like, a just kind of, like blown my mind. I can't even imagine being in that situation. Because...
1: <laughs> it's like a kind of weird game show where they say, "Right, put these things in order," and you're like, "Ah, oh. it's quite weird." Because you know, for you and Prince, you think, "Okay, right now I can," you know, similar, I can yeah, towards, yeah. Towards the beginning, I think that I think I got some of it wrong. I really did. Looking back, it's quite weird looking back at how I put it then and how I put it now. Because I I put "Around the World in the Day" before "Purple Rain" for oh, some yeah. reason. I just I just couldn't quite say it. "Parade." I had no concept of a clue yeah. i mean a parade i was like i just couldn't parade just seemed just out of I, I i just couldn't place it it was just like to one side i was like i don't i don't know where this could possibly go i don't understand yeah. it, it just it um, doesn't it, fit anywhere it doesn't because i mean love sexy the sound is quite quite modern and you, know, you can tell the kind of you know the digital input and it just really kind of but trying to do that is so difficult i mean it it, it just kind of uh, Son of Times as well was a little bit tricky and I just oh it, it, it was it was just you know yeah, <laughs>
0: 1999 that's, that's
1: I think crazy. I put it further up so it, it was just a weird thing and kind of, it's now, nice in a sense
0: every album is you know in your brain is like so hardwired uh, like Batman is 1989 <laughs> and Diamonds and Pearls yeah. was 1992 and it's just know, so that. hardwired into your... Actually, it was a 91. <laughs> the, t- the, t- the tour was 92. <laughs> but it's like, it's so hardwired in your brain. It's so crazy to think that at one point you had no clue for like the first 10 albums. That's crazy. I, just, I can't, I mean, can't get over that.
1: Because people will say to me now, they'll say, well, uh, when did you do this? And I'll go, wait a minute. And I'll think of the album, you know, corresponding to the yeah. year. What and album tell was what
0: I, I listening to when <laughs> I did
1: that? I go, when did you go to do this? And I go, wait a minute. That was, uh, right. That was that was Dumbs and Pearls. That was uh, That's what uh, happens I kind of have to do it in my year. Yeah. And the trouble is, you know, the last few years when Prince hasn't released an album, you have to kind of tie it to something else. You think, oh, yeah, I've got this gap in my life now. This isn't good. But yeah, it, anything
0: it, 2005, you're like, I don't know when. I, yeah, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> Any time in the late, what, 2011, 12, 13, 14, not a clue. I don't know what happened.
1: No, nothing happened. Life was on hold. It was just, it's just, bizarre. it's just, it's a great thing because it kind of, it, it, I approached all the albums without any expectation of, you know, this is what followed or this we were a prince because I didn't know anything. It was kind of, here's all this music. And the thing that struck me at the time was just how different each album was, you know, just how complete sort of, you could, there were certain themes, but there was, there's still, you know, radical difference because I listened to people before and they kind of, you could tell it was them, but it was kind of there. It was just, you know, a lot of similar themes. Whereas Prince, although there are recurring themes, it was just so different and it was just oh, It was just, um, and the weird thing was getting these albums at once, you just suddenly feel it's like Christmas. And you're like, wow, how do you even get to know and appreciate these? And because it takes, you know, if you get into Prince sort of, like I did about sort of ten years in, you kind of it, it takes you a few months just to kind of get a grasp yeah. of what you're dealing with. I was quite weird because I feel like you know I kind of missed out a bit because obviously Purple Rain, i would have been about you know nine, so I missed out on the whole kind of the point where he was like huge. But then again, in Britain he, with the Dimes and Pearls and the Symbol album, he was still you know a huge name and, and Batman. But he was a huge. Yeah, a huge name. It's really at the height of the popularity. So I always think it's interesting when people got into prints perhaps after the big chart successes. You know, if they got into Prince, sort of, I don't know, sort of mid, late 90s onwards or whatever, and he kind of hadn't got that profile, it must be quite a different thing. Because you see people get into him, I've spoken to him like 18, 19, and you think... And you're like, how did you get into it? Oh, I heard this. And you think, wow, it's just, you know, like Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Jenkins. I'm so jealous because, like, when he got into Prince, he had a back catalogue of about 25 albums. that he, mm. he could just go back and look at And you think, wow, I'm just, you know, I'm yeah. jealous. And, yeah, you've got a whole, yeah, you know, your life will never be the same now.
0: <laughs> and now he lives, like, 10 minutes from Paisley Park. Uh, Anytime there's yeah. a show, a rehearsal, he's there.
1: Uh, I can't talk, believe talk that. about I mean,
0: being jealous. That's what you're jealous uh, of.
1: I was unbelievable. He, said, he sort of, he, he, so you go in the morning and go, oh, I've got a tweet. Right, Paisley. Paisley Park tonight, okay, I think, oh, can you imagine it, I mean, can you, and not only that, going to Paisley Park, not enough, seeing Prince, you know, at the place where he's created, mm. all this great music, phenomenal, that's not enough, oh, $20, yeah, yeah, just rub it in, I mean, don't, <laughs> it's like you're, pay, you're paying, like, you're paying, like, what it costs to get, like, you know, I don't know, a to McDonald's or something, i was like, oh, $20. man, I mean, it's amazing, I cut just to even think about, you know, all that music coming out, because I, could, I couldn't believe that all this music came out of one guy, but you think, and the place where he did it, and yeah, I just, oh. To be fair, I just, oh, I'm so jealous. I was just, you know, just so, I sit there thinking, oh, if I was his age. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, oh, it that's, is the,
0: that's the thing with Prince not being on YouTube and not on Spotify mm. and whatever, on oh, iTunes, whatever else. Is he on iTunes? I don't know. I don't I have iTunes. On,
1: yeah. I think you're right because so many people say the amount of... The biggest problem I have is when when you do videos, people say, I want to hear, you know, I want to hear the song. And I was saying, I'd love to play the song. I said, first of all, you know, I'd get sued and taken down and shot and and buried somewhere. And, and, you know, even if you play, you know, like a clip like that, there was that court the, case where they're the dancing um, baby the dancing, it's like 20 was it 27 seconds or something yeah. and and that's still i think that's still rumbling i've been going on for like half my life and um <laughs> I, I think i, I think i oh, you know I, I would be it would be so nice just for people to say oh i've heard of prince but i don't really know about it. i'll type in prince and then loads of videos because i think the only thing you get is the you know the warner brothers channel where you get the new stuff like i think another love and funk and roll or whatever but, but just be, even a live performance but just to show them something and they go oh okay cool i can watch that and I mean, mm. a lot of this stuff is already made. The, anno- you
0: know, yeah, he, the, ha- an- the annoying thing is, though, it's not like he's saving this stuff. Like, he's not putting up the <laughs> yeah. video for "Bad Dance because he wants to sell it.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's not like you're saying, oh, I'm going to do a you like know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna greatest you know, hit thing. Or-
0: it's not like yeah. you watching it on YouTube is losing him any money well, because there isn't an yeah. option to buy it anyway. That's what I don't well, get. Is-
1: yeah, that's what I don't think. Because, like, first of all, I mean, you know, you can make a little money through advertising, I'm sure some dealer could do, but also. He's not. He's, this is not being saved up for some kind of. Here's the best videos. I'm going to release them next year and go back for all the videos and release them. This is this is just stuff that's already been made. Is already you know was out there. We lose. Nothing. I know he doesn't like to look back, but also people kind of like to you know have you know have this stuff and see this stuff. And um, yeah, I, I I really don't know. I mean, even if he says, look, I don't want to be involved. He just says to a guy, look, here's all the videos, or, sort it out. You know, sort it out. I don't it want to happen. be involved. Make it. So. I don't want to know about it. Just put it on YouTube. I mean, you think he'd be sort of kindly disposed towards YouTube because YouTube, you know, kind of without YouTube, Third Eye Girl probably wouldn't exist in the way it does. So, mm. you know, I mean, finding Donna on kind of YouTube, I mean, come on. It's just, you know, this is, you think this is, why not do this? You get loads of views. You get lots of people interested, which then drums up interest in your live shows, drums up interest in, in, well, in you. The
0: thing. Even that's Even mm. putting up stuff, the work's already been done. Put it on YouTube and people will see it. And then that's... Yes, that won't literally make you any money, but that will drive people to live shows and buy your new album. Yeah. But I, I don't know if anyone's explained that to him.
1: I mean, I don't know what the downside is. It's a pretty is.
0: simple concept.
1: <laughs> it just, it's just bizarre because every other artist, you can do that, kind of, you know, Madonna, Michael Jackson, whatever. You can just go on there and you can see pretty much anything. And, and I think have an official channel. Get it all in one place. Do you know what? If you had an official channel and it had everything on it, then I could say, okay, fair enough. If you want to stop everybody else putting your stuff on YouTube, if you're going to put it on yourself and you want it all in your channel... Then fine. Then... I'm totally fine with that. It's yours. You own it. That's great. Fantastic. And let people see it. But I think, it, you know, he's proud of the, the work he's done. So I, I just don't get... And there's things he could put on there, which would be exclusive stuff that he's got that, you know, nobody else knows about. Mm. I don't know if it's just part of his psychology that he has to kind of feel that he's kind of constantly moving forward and kind of constantly doing uh, think, new work oh, yeah. and he just doesn't want to consider it. Or... I think
0: it's partly that and it's partly a control issue. It's mm, He's mm. got a lot of control issues. Partly yeah. um, him seeing, you know, I'm getting my, you know, this stuff is worth something. But if I put mm. it on YouTube, I'm getting nothing. Because like 2010, when we talked to him, that was... I think that was something we asked him. It's like, why don't you just release stuff? <laughs> yeah, just put yeah. it out there. And it's like, yeah. well, they're not going to pay me enough. That was basically what he said. And it's like, it's but, quite... but if you're making nothing anyway, yeah. what yeah. difference does it make? And
1: these things, I, I, I don't know. I mean, these things probably depreciate over time, sadly, rather than appreciate. I mean, the longer it goes on, the kind of I, – I, I think these things in some ways don't be, hold the value forever. I mean, they're still you know, amazing, but – so I don't know. It's really strange for me because they said when Prince often he'd buy when he bought warehouses or he bought property, he'd buy them with cash because he didn't want to have a mortgage. He wanted it to be mm. he owned it. And I I wonder if this is some kind of
0: more control issues. This
1: <laughs> sounds like I'm kind of it sounds like I'm kind of psychologizing, which is terrible. But I was like, you know, for, for, from youngster and having insecurity, and you just think, well, you know, I want it to be secure, and I want because he's got more, He's got enough money. He must realize he has enough money to do nothing for the rest of his life. You know, easily ten times over. And is well, it truly about that money or not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's debatable because well, yeah. <laughs> the way he spends money, you know, it's, there, there doesn't seem to be a lot of thought behind it. So mm. I think if he never worked again, his mm. money would be gone in, the, in a year. Oh, you'd
1: have to adjust the way you live. This, this is the thing I actually – one of the things I really, really love about Prince is that it has It's pretty much been about the music. There's been the odd thing. But you take most rock stars or pop stars, there's been – huge scandals, there's been drugs, there's been sex, there's been criminal charges. But Prince, on the whole, yes, he likes show his side and stuff like that, but he is pretty much his main thing has always been the music. Because I think somebody said in one of those documentaries they said, you know, if, if a rock star had gone out and spent $10 million, you know, taking cocaine or drugs, they'd have gone, ha, yeah that's a rock star, he's got hookers, he's got drugs, that's what a rock star does. Go, Prince was mad, he he spent it on a studio. What was he thinking? What kind of <laughs> yes. madman spends his money on a studio to record music? What kind of deranged person puts all his <laughs> money into touring and doing music and, and have a go to the studio so he can turn up at three o'clock in the morning and yeah. record stuff? What kind of crazy person does that? And I think, you know, it's just a surreal life. I, mean, I think my taste said, you know, it'd be four o'clock in the morning and you hear the shrieking and, and yelling of Prince recording some song at four o'clock in the morning and everything else is <laughs> silent and Prince is kind of going... I, I find that remarkable where at four o'clock in the morning, you're kind of doing, you know, some kind of you know, really erotic or some kind of really searing love song. And it's got kind of, it's just a surreal world. But it is always about the music for him. He just kind of, like I say, he spends that on that. I mean, even the hit and run shows, I'm sure he making money, but not in the sense of how much money he would make if he just sat in one place, like in Vegas and said, right, I'm sitting here for three years, mm. you know. I know he's done a, a residency, but that's the thing about the twenty one nights, in a sense, you know, by not transporting you can make a lot of money because you just stay in one place, well, yeah, people come to you.
0: That's a big cost saving mm. thing right there. And that yeah. you just reminded me of something else, is um I really like the thing that he's doing now of doing two shows a night.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: I mean that's a throwback to like, you know, Elvis used to do two or three shows a night.
1: Oh and yeah, because yeah. you
0: know, Everything's set up. You're already there, mm, mm. and they're smaller venues, so you can easily sell out two shows. It's not a problem.
1: <laughs> There's a few problems because I remember uh, we were at, um, at Coco's last year. And they would uh, get towards. I was at the first show. He's getting towards the end of the first show, and he sort of come out and say, "Right, okay, you know, we love everybody. You know, we have got to kind of let all our friends in outside. Should we let them in outside?" And everyone's go, no, "No, no, don't." Let them in. <laughs> and they go, "Yeah, but your friends. You want them to come and enjoy it too, don't you?" And go, "No, no." no. And, they, and he kept he kept kind of coming out, and they wouldn't go. And then eventually, I think the guy who owned the club come out, going, "You know, we really do have to." Have people like, "No, no, no." So <laughs> it's kind of like this thing. We're going, "We're not leaving. We're not leaving." And um it, it's just that like, the strange thing was it that sense that some people said, "You know, they would go to shows and they." said oh the second show that's going to be the killer one that's going to be the real you know fantastic one and and you kind of have this kind of i mean some people obviously try to do both because some people one guy i met he was queuing for the first show i think and he missed the cut-off point by like four or five people hardly Uh you know uh, I just missed it, so he kind of had a second show. I think in the end he was glad, but at the time you think, Oh, God, if, you know, should I have been in that kind of, you know, and it's just, uh, and the fanaticism was brilliant because I mean, in the nicest sense, that people queue up for six, seven hours, they would put their lives on hold. They go, you know, the amount of people there who said, Oh, you know, there were people filming it, like, there's a couple of camera crews, and they said, Oh, God, if my boss sees this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all these people sort of run yeah. off, and, and they were having pizzas delivered. It was great, it was, it was a great atmosphere, but it's just the dedication to, like I say, no publicity. I mean, the, the total publicity cost couldn't have been more than about five grid. <laughs> well, you got a couple of tweets and maybe an appearance on you know Radio Six for Third Eye Girl. I mean, there's not many people who can do that. Most people say I've got to put it in you know music magazines. I've got to advertise. It, I've got to do this. And people got Prince right. We're there. Where is it? Okay. And just oh, yeah, you know, there's again, very few who can You've, do you've that.
0: got to be you know unemployed or retired to just oh, oh yeah, totally. I, I can go to that. I can line up for seven hours. <laughs>
1: totally. you really have. I was, I was so lucky because I went. I think one of them I went and um, I was due in work the next day, but luckily Prince. When he, f- he finished the, the, the concert, I think at Shepherd's Bush, and I kind of ran to the because I live about an hour and a half away from London. I ran there and got the train by about three or four minutes and got back. I thought otherwise I'm going to be walking around London the whole night, not knowing what to do, <laughs> I'm just be stranded, like just, just walking about in parks, going I I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just
0: gonna yeah, be not much you like, can do then.
1: <laughs> but it was no, it was it was it was it was nice to meet kind of you know all, 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 the, the people in the kind of um, it, it was just oh just to see him in kind of like a small venue and to see that atmosphere and just. That was kind of like that's like you know my bucket list, and I was like, oh wow. <laughs> now, now it's just Paisley Park. Now, it's, if I just kidnap you know Jesse Jenkins and just sort of say, right, you know, <laughs> take me there.
0: <laughs> just see, I mean, I think he does he does good shows in small venues, but I haven't seen him in a really big venue either, so I don't know what that's like. Like, I mean, Act Two shows mm-hmm. in UK they were like stadium tours; they were
1: big. It's it's a very different show. I remember the tour of, was it the. I think the Diamonds and Pels tour where he just. Diamonds and was, out was six, pretty big, yeah. And he was big. I, I, I always remember that. For some reason, I always remember the sexy MF car. It's weird how you remember these random things, but I always remember that they had this sort of car on stage and like the sexy MF. And, and like I said they were, you know, uh, big productions. I mean, it's a very different atmosphere. I mean, obviously, it's a lot more, you know, a lot more hits and less into it. And he's not going to go into a kind of, you know, a 20 minute jam just in, <laughs> in the middle of it. But it, it's a very different atmosphere. I mean,. In a sense, you kind of the O2 is a great arena. It's a fantastic arena, but obviously, for some people, you, you're you're watching the screen more than the. You can see the stage, obviously, you know, relatively well, but you actually see the you know the close up details, you're kind of watching. It depends on where you are. I mean, the last time I, I went a few times, one of them was so close, I was kind of like the the simple stage was almost above my head. So it's like kind uh. of I was just I was sort of like the <laughs> you know, prince looked huge. It was uh. bizarre. I was kind of looking up, but it was um everybody sort of you know got excited whenever any box was wheeled towards the stage. Oh, that prince isn't that box. <laughs> Prince box. is in there. <laughs> He's in there, and, and some people next to him were saying, "He's been in there for ages. Is he all right?" <laughs> like, yeah,
0: no, They've forgotten been about him there for an hour. <laughs> is there holes in there for oxygen? <laughs>
1: I didn't realise how crazy it was. That just, just watching them set up, they, they, they do the lights and the, um, the sound, and these people climb up these kind of long sort of ladders. and oh, They right. climb up like yeah know, 40, 50 foot above Prince, and you're thinking wow. But like spotlights thinking,
0: and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah,
1: the mad thing was, I was at the time. I was thinking, if you took a camera up there, then that's you know that's mm-hmm. a different angle. You could sell that. That's you know, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably in the clause. Don't sell bootleg. That's <laughs> yes. part of your job description. You shouldn't do that. But, oh, it's Talk just...
0: Talk about 92, Diamonds and Pearls mm. Tour. Did I mm. read correctly that they're going to smash Earl's Court down?
1: Uh, yes, I think it's...
0: I just it's saw that, either... like, today. And I'm I like, it's really?
1: I see the corner was going. Yeah, oh, I mean, oh, I loved that. Oh, it, was, it felt great at the time. It really did. It was, it was an amazing... Um,
0: like I've never, just, I've never been there. I mean, I walk past it. I've never seen a show in there. Actually, just, no, oh, I have. I have. I saw Paul okay. McCartney there. Like oh, in, really, in two thousand and three, I saw Paul McCartney there. So I have. I have been there. Oh, I've okay. totally forgot. There was, there
1: was one guy. I don't know why I remember. This. They they had a sort of a, a little hole in one of the, the blackout curtains, and this just, just a bit of stream of light came through, focusing on this guy in the audience. Just a guy. And everyone thought, Oh, he's famous. This guy's famous. Who's that? Who's that? Is, is that some celebrity? And they thought it was some kind of spotlight and they spent half the time watching him. It was quite bizarre. <laughs> oh, it was just amazing. You know, it was really good. That was the kind of the big shows. And you had Diamond the Pearl sort of, on this bed which came out over the audience and kind of Prince and, and Diamond and Pearl were on the on the bed kind of coming out over you and it was um God, yeah, those are the days. Those are the days. <laughs> yeah. mm. The big production. I just wonder if we'll ever see that again. The kind of real big, you know. Huge stadium tours because the thing is, whilst he's to perform, you've got to ramp up these things. Like even the, uh, you know, the the O2, you have to build up. You've got to get yourself out there. You've got to get on mm-hmm. shows. You've got to kind of perhaps have an album. You've got to kind of push it. And I just don't know if he's interested in that. I mean, as I said, I, I am. I sound like one of those people. I said, you, I really can't complain. I mean, like the amount of stuff you know he's produced, the amount of material he's produced. Quite frankly, if he produced two albums, I couldn't complain. You know, it's not like you know, yeah. <laughs> he's, he, 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 it's not like um, you know, the amount of stuff he's produced is just is is just phenomenal. So I don't want to be a I sound like one of those people who go, oh, damn, you know. <laughs> he hasn't done a concert in my front room this week. I don't know what he's playing at. Really, I really don't. I mean, it's just this sheer <laughs> amount of uh, variety. I could never understand how i don't know how difficult it must be to continue to be creative i know they will say oh you get a peak you get this but to continue to be as creative as he is all that time because just to constantly have these ideas and i think part of it is the way he works the way he gets the idea creates the idea works the idea just gets it done very quickly and then moves on to the next one i think if he held on to these ideas you start to second guess yourself or you start to think oh should i change that i'm not sure i don't know you know and i think just by having that, that speed that speed of working just really allows him to kind of shift through you know
0: Mm. Material. As much as we want him to live in the past and re-release old stuff and play mm. Mm. random tracks from like 1986 that weren't released, that's not <laughs> yeah. going to happen. But if he was <laughs> living in the past, I think it would be a lot harder for him to be creative now mm. if mm. he was still you know, in that mindset and that might be part of it. That might be part of his you know, the way he thinks is, well, if I'm sort of listening to all this 87 stuff now, mm. I might start subconsciously doing 87 stuff now. But then you think, what's wrong with that? 87 was great. <laughs> yeah. I think he was
1: always very worried about becoming like a bit of a like a tribute act, you know, like becoming kind of like an homage to how he used to be. Oh, a Las Vegas always...
0: act, which he actually yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's
1: kind of weird, but I, I was in the Brit Awards a few years ago, and I think that summed it up, because he played. He started off with, I think with uh, Tiamo Corazon, and then did fury and then he did uh you know purple rain let's go crazy and i think you because people with the time say oh, i don't know this new song and i think well if you if you constantly uh, if you only did you know old songs people go that's oh, great but, you know, he's doing what he did in the 80s. Fantastic, brilliant. Oh, It's a phenomenal performance. Yeah, but I think if, you, have if to, he only, you have to balance if too. He only when played, the
0: old. If he only played 80s stuff or early 90s, everyone would be like, oh, he's, he's living in the past. He hasn't written. He hasn't done any albums for years.
1: That's the thing. I mean, you never but, you but any, to know. But
0: then much. any concert you go to, most <laughs> yes. artists, not Prince, but... Mm because we want to hear the new stuff, but a lot of artists, it's like, oh, here's some songs off our new album, and everyone groans, because they just want to hear the old stuff. But <laughs> quite, for, for I mean- Prince fans, it's the opposite. We're like, stop playing, let's go crazy. You've played it almost every single tour oh. of your life. Sure, it's a great I- song, but I want to hear a new song. <laughs> it
1: is strange. It, like, even last year, if were going, let's go crazy, we loaded, is that going to be... I mean, the, the weird thing was this, the 07 shows, when one night like, you started with Purple Rain, you thought... Okay, right. We get that out of the way. We'd, you can always tell how much Prince believes in like a project, you know, by how much he plays live and how much he kind of oh, pushes yeah. that album. But the strange thing is, for me, is Parade because at the time he sort of was a bit critical of Parade. He said, you know, apart from Kiss, there was nothing he was particularly proud of. And he said the Temptation was good to get back into studio when you haven't got quite enough material and, and produce this. And I'm not going to make that same mistake again. And you know, then he went on to sign of times, and obviously it's phenomenal. But it's quite interesting because I think A he said that at the time, and I think he's changed. But I always judge it by what does he play live, and I think well, you know, he plays Kiss, he plays sometimes it's those in April, he's done. Mal- Mountains, another lover yeah. and I think you know when you look at time you think his opinion you know changes. it's always interesting because if an album can produce three or four songs that he plays live Fairly regularly then you think you know he's got a certain uh, a certain regard for it but then some projects just seem to um, you know just get lost <laughs> Don't he really just well, get lost t- t- I t- mean t-
0: tell me one song that he plays now from the Cymbal album yeah <laughs> Yeah. Which is one of my yeah. favourite albums. Yeah, he did play Seven for a while, but that yeah, was yeah. About, that was about it. It's quite weird. I, I
1: wonder if there's an emotional kind of thing because he, some albums get crystallised into like a song, like uh, almost like Dreamer. It's, it kind of becomes like once. But I I almost think that sometimes emotionally, like. Look like at the emancipation work. You know, you just wonder if he just doesn't feel fondly of that time, and other things perhaps are going on. He just doesn't seem to. Mm. You don't know if there's a comment on the material, or is it a comment of where he doesn't really want to kind of constantly. You know, because I suppose they're quite. People forget that. You know, he's humid, he's These are emotional songs. They still, you they know, mean something to him, and, and he remembers what was happening at the time. And it's rather like you know, if you were kind of like a, you know, an artist, they go, Ah, oh, play that song from when you're when 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 you know um your girlfriend left. You play that song again. Yeah, I love that song. And you go, oh, I don't really. I don't. <laughs> i gotta play again i feel like you know you get to the point where i suppose i think but it is weird because that was um I always remember that was interesting because they, they said why is he brought out? my name is Prince now and you're thinking you know he's clearly he had an idea of what was coming and thinking if I don't play this now I'm not going to play this for some considerable time <laughs> yes. so I better guess. I remember that that was so weird the video as well with like you know in the head like Kirstie Alley sort of outside glam snap said oh there's terrible scenes there's fighting there's there's a riot going on we don't know I what's happening and she's all getting shoved out of the way that she's like and like <laughs> it's just that kind of oh I just love that because at the time I didn't know about all the little segues they cut out and then when you sort of find them and you think oh it's just it's just uh the good thing about that was you got a full length video you know you've got Mm -hmm. videos for most of the songs you've got a full length thing you've got a kind of a Storyline of interesting. Some people said to me, my friends, say, Oh, great, what's, what, what's, what's this kind of video about? what's the storyline? They're like, uh, Well, <laughs> there's these chains, right?
0: Oh, you shouldn't <laughs> have even involved. tried. You should have just said, it's fun- Let's <laughs> just say it's a bunch of video clips for the album.
1: I should have said, You know, it's unpronounceable, like the symbol. You just can't, <laughs> um, you know, you just can't do it. And I love it because all the shops called it something different. I think some of shops in the UK called it the love symbol. said Some said it's an unpronounceable symbol or, you know, the symbol. It's Oh, it's just, um, it was just, oh, no it was a great day. It was soon.
0: in Australia. There was a radio station here. They had a competition, and I think we said this on some Peach and Black show. Triple J. They had a competition, and they said, "Okay, Prince has changed his name. It's now this unpronounceable symbol, but we still have to call him something. <laughs> so let's vote." And everyone <laughs> voted, and the name that got the highest number of votes, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> And then of course in the Australian way that got lengthened to Davo and then, and then and then of course Davo the Slavo it was oh. great it was just great
1: it was bizarre because even when he went to like I think the, uh, one of the Brit Awards, people were like, I think uh, yeah, Blurred, sort of, yeah, they wrote they wrote like Dave or something on their face. I can't. Remember, they wrote in the face. they wrote something on their, on their face is like a kind of mocking him and kind of they're throwing bread at each other and kind. Of... That was brilliant though because I remember that before, where, that bit where he turned up the Brit Awards and he sort of said you know Prince best you know gold experience yeah. better and he sort of he, he, this is, at that moment where he sort of says you know in concert perfectly free I'm record a slave and he just looks up to where the Warner Brothers delegation is set and he's yeah. kind of like stare and everybody's going what's going on here? It's like Sort of, it was like one of those moments where sort of people think, oh, I'm in a bit of a domestic. I uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. It was one of those things, though. Everybody got at the time, they, they didn't know what he was doing. And then in retrospect, they go, oh, yeah, of course he was right. Yeah, of course. Well, we knew that. Obviously, we knew he was fighting for his rights. That, at the time, though, they did. Yeah, that
0: acceptance speech I really like because that's the one where he thanks." pretty much every band member he ever had (laughs) and every musical influence that he ever had which up until then and even since then he has never done Mm -hmm. that if that's the one i'm thinking of
1: i think it was one around that time i'm sure it was
0: was 95 but it was yeah it was one of those i think it was brit awards and he thanked everyone (laughs) you know everyone by name like all the revolution love sexy band you know Every band member.
1: It's amazing because he he has his experience, and I think he does. Prince always goes kind of, I don't know, like he sort of treats, you know, band members, but you, you have this experience together, you have this amazing time. And you do have to, sadly, move. I mean, a because of various you know internal politics, but you do have to move on with bands, just because I think there's that danger, like we said, that if you stay with them too long, the band become you become you become the kind of same thing. And like they say, had he stayed of the revolution." I think it gets a hard press. I must admit, that's one of the things that I know people are constantly saying oh, about the revolution. you're Thinking, well, it's only been you know 30 years. We need to. But the, the strange thing about it for me is, I don't think there was much choice. You had to kind of you know, like I said, if you threatened at work to leave and you said, "Well, I've got," I'm, I'm thinking about leaving, and then your boss starts thinking, "Well, if you did go, what would I?" You know. You, you have to kind of uh, move on at some point. I mean, he's got it. He's, He's—it's very interesting because he doesn't really pick. I suppose Sheila e, but he doesn't tend to pick massive, huge stars to, you know, work in his back. I mean, sometimes base, you know, odd people. Talking you know, about
0: but, control issues, you know, you can't let yeah. anyone take the focus from you.
1: Mm. I think he likes to create people from almost scratch, doesn't he? Like from ground zero and say, I'll take this person who's got some talent, but I will he mold them. And mold how, them. how well I want them? Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's, a, that's the key thing. I mean, it's, um, it's really interesting. I mean, I was thinking the other day, because somebody said, oh, they were talking about how he doesn't tend to do uh, kind of duet or collaborative work with big male artists. And again, I think that's the same thing. Sadly, you know, you won't see massive amounts of that collaboration because I think to have two kind of, you know, alpha males, if you like, <laughs> you know, mm. in, in a studio when Prince, you know, I think he's used to making a decision. But that's, the thing is, though, if I was Prince, I'd be thinking, well, I've trusted my voice this far. It's got me to this stage where I'm a, you know, quadrillionaire. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I've, I've had, I've won an Oscar, I've won every award. They, they, um, I love that because I think there's some quote where they said, where do you keep, you know, where does Prince keep his awards? And he sort of, one of his spokesmen said, he keeps them in the cupboard, marked awards. <laughs> as you oh, do yeah. <laughs> and you've got, you've got all this success so I suppose you must think well you know, I better trust my internal voice because my internal voice has got me here and I've had all these accountants or, or people saying you should do this you should do this you should. I mean he could have exploited his albums ten times more than he, than, than he did I mean he people would always have, have a go at he could him. have like,
0: done promotion he could have done interviews he could have gone on all the TV shows and played a song when the album came out
1: yeah I mean sometimes he's interested in that I mean like you know like Diamonds and Pearls and even uh, Musicology there are times when he clearly wants to be more mainstream and, and, and get a lot of publicity attention. Then there's other times when he just sort of thinks, you know, I'm going to do an internet-only release that only the kind of hardcore fans are going to get. And I love the fact that he could just... You know, he can do that. He's got the, the pulpit to do that.
0: Well, he always had that thinking about you know, that like one of the reasons he didn't do interviews was because he says, I don't have anything to say. If people want to get to know me, they can listen to the music. It's all about the music. That's mm. me. But I think he sort of got that a bit mixed up with promotion. You can still you can still go on like, or not Letterman anymore, or Jay Leno, they're both gone. But you could go on those shows and play a song and still not do an interview. Oh, absolutely. And that yeah. way the music is still speaking for itself and you don't have to do an interview. But he sort of just didn't do that. Hardly ever.
1: You still got that mystery. You, you I like, say, you don't have to sit there yeah. and sort of say, oh, you know, what do you feel about this? What about this? So you could, and, and to be fair, even when he gives an interview, like like we said, ninety five percent of the time, you come away from it thinking, I'm not entirely sure. You learn <laughs> the odd nugget of information, but you don't really learn. like He didn't sort of lay his heart on anything. oh, I wrote this about my ex girlfriend. She won't call me, and it's terrible. No, you're I don't not going
0: to get that. To now, most Prince interviews, you usually come out knowing less than when it started.
1: And even if you know something, you go, oh, pancakes, great, yeah, I've got, I've got a hold of. <laughs> this guy now pancakes damn yeah because you want to know yeah, you know, what, what his days like and um like i said by that interview with the receptionist like there's a list of things prince has given me to do like make sure rehearsal's gone on time contact such and such fix the drains and you're thinking prince drains i can't <laughs> compute this kind of um i think it was i can't remember if it's vanity or apollonia or somebody said that when they you say when you see prince even like a kitchen he's still larger than life it still doesn't seem right like you know he's just sort of cooking and he can this you're doing a normal thing what are you doing what are you doing a normal thing stop that now <laughs> yeah, and it's just um what are you thinking it's, it's just right. uh it, it it's just i mean the amount of effort i i can't imagine the other day somebody had um was showing off some prince pictures they had and um you just look at the sheer amount of photographs and photo shoots he's done in his life and you look at that and you think that just the sheer time <laughs> i mean obviously his image is you know incredibly important and that's part of the whole thing and, but you think just the sheer amount of time it takes to do that without writing you know god knows how many albums without practicing for your your tour and then you sit. you know the 80s where he could kind of like you know he'd get up and he sort of write. okay i'm gonna you know i'm gonna train vanity six or, or aploney six and i'm gonna train the time then i'm gonna train my own band then i'm gonna do the actual concert <laughs> or i, I remember in the 90s he would say there was one night he was he did an appearance on top of the pops then he did like a the actual concert then he did the after show and, and you just you know you just think mm-hmm. where do you um you know it's just uh it, it clearly must love it to the extent that you know you don't have to do it and that's the thing about you know we're really lucky because like i say he, he could have just said he could just be one of those acts we look back on and say ah, oh, he had a few good albums about i don't know what ha-. did you know what happened to him do you know what happened to you know what happened mm-hmm. to him but it, it's just you know it's just um I, i'm quite quite lucky because had i you know got into someone else i'd have probably say well i've got both the albums and the two remixes and i uh, i finished my collection excellent yeah. that's <laughs> that's it <laughs> well, but you well, never know I mean, you
0: can get michael jackson you can get the the albums and all the singles but then you've mm. got the fact that there's not there's no more that's, that's the, it yeah
1: yeah that is it
0: but even choosing even choosing someone who's still alive mm. in most bands put out an album every two or three years you know who is putting out an album a year? Yeah, not, exactly. I am mean, sure there's some, but it's not the norm.
1: And like I say that's that's alongside all the other stuff he does. I mean, it's that's what I, we said was like the big difference between being a musician it's something he he just does wants to do all the time. And he kind of unlike an album or singer where he'll just sort of you know write, we'll write the songs if they write the songs and we'll kind of we'll wait a bit. We'll go to the studio record and then we'll mix them a few months later and then we'll think about promoting the album. And it's this kind of timetable, and he just has escaped all that, and thinking you know he could just rip out an album this week and quite frankly give it away. And he's kind of say so he's in a unique position. I think pretty much
0: he can do whatever he wants, and that that is,
1: is kind of a responsibility and a freedom. I suppose he can he's free to do what he wants, but it's kind of um, I don't know. It's, it's it's a different situation. Nobody else really has that situation. He just has that absolute uniqueness. It's kind of I don't know. That, I mean, that that's something he's really you know worked for in his freedom. Because initially, when he was fighting for freedom, everybody thought, oh my god, you know he he wants to release millions of albums, and it, you know <laughs> initially you have emancipation stuff like that. Then you thought, oh, we're going to be getting four albums a week. This is going to be free, you know, free disc. <laughs> He's going to start because he's talking about that time about giving away free music on you know freedom magazines. Yeah. You're going to get a download to your computer. He's going to let you walk around the vault with your mates and he's going to let you take stuff out and he'll probably <laughs> you know, he probably won't care if you don't bring it back a bit. They Oh, it's going to be phenomenal. It's good. And then you sort of ah. <laughs> when, when you said freedom, obviously you <laughs> you yeah. meant freedom to do at the rate. And I thought you know I mean that is nice. Don't get me wrong. It's good to go when it motivates you. But um, I think you made a good point about artificial agents, plato Electron, because they were such a gap. It almost hurt them in a sense because people
0: yeah, just there was such. Expectation.
1: It up. They were so kind of, you know, up for it. And had that followed fairly quickly after, say, 2010, people
0: would like, oh, this is, you know.
1: I say I had it followed as if as if, it, as if Prince could just, you know, click his fingers and it just comes and Oh, there we go. Yeah. There's Art of nature.
0: I mean, I didn't mind either of those two albums. I mean, of no. course, they were less than I expected because I thought after four years, man, these albums are going to be great. And they were Every good. Track- they were good yeah. and there's always a few tracks you're like oh yeah whatever but on the whole they were both good albums i actually like mm. the third eye girl more because i like the rock more than the you know artificial yeah. age was just too many ballads for me too many slow songs but i um, think the
1: thing i liked about artificial age was the fact that it had a real there was clearly a concept you know he's clearly kind of mm. done a theme and i kind of quite quite like that, that that version i think on paper i would have liked plectrum electrum more i kind of i mean it starts off so well it's just you know it just starts mm. off with wow and you just i don't know they're, they're quite they're quite a few interesting songs i don't. No, it's, um...
0: I just like The Rock more. But the point is I don't listen to either of them. I haven't listened to either <laughs> of them from the day they came out. Yeah. And I, I didn't even get them straight away. I didn't get them for a few weeks. And then I probably listened to it, both of them for maybe six weeks. Yeah because you know we had to review oh, yeah. them so i listened yeah, yeah. to them a lot for that time and i've probably haven't listened to them once since it's quite interesting cuz like when you first hear an album
1: like you say you don't know how this is going to wreck cuz when you first get an album you're like oh you sort of have a different view of it you kind of have to let it settle in and then compare it well you don't have to compare it but i mean you got to you just you then will you go back to it and that's, mm. yeah,
0: I think that's quite interesting. I mean, how, I, will, I will one day.
1: Yeah, yeah. When one you day. Feel like, yeah, you this
0: know, is, one, one day next year I'll be like, oh, let's just listen to this for fun. And, and I'll do it. <laughs> and it I'll a, be like, oh, yeah, that's okay.
1: I think it's in good tracks. So I think even even the affirmations are kind of weird in the sense that they're quite different to what prints would normally do. And uh, Yeah, I, I, it's the first album I've ever pre-ordered in my life, which is oh, just, yeah. I just don't ever do. But it was quite weird because I pre-ordered it. And then I said, uh, since you've ordered this album, the price has gone down and we will give you the difference. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's, just, it's decreasing your value. Well, the weird thing is I think they reduced the plectrum electrum in price for some reason, but not artificial age. But it was quite weird because we were all prepared for plectrum electrum. You know, then artificial age just Came popped out. out and we like, yeah. I was like, what the hell? When's he been doing this? I mean, obviously, you know, he, he could just do that uh, you know, in his downtime. But I just, it, it's just, I kind of weren't expecting it. So it's kind of, um, yeah, that was, electrum, that was the
0: pleasant of, surprise because we knew the third eye girl was coming and everyone was talking about it and then mm. just yeah just before they came out they're like oh and there's a Prince album by the way
1: like a little tag on like an extra yeah. added bonus there's a oh, Prince album oh by the way <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just quite weird because I kind of even Plex Electrum you kind of think oh what about Screwdriver will sound like you're like no. And you're, oh, no it's just you never you never know what you're gonna get. I wonder if, if if though however long Prince works on now, if he worked on now for 10 years would he still you know would he necessarily be the best, best judge of each song kind of being the maximum you if, know the best choice
0: if Chris yeah. didn't do an album for 10 years this let me tell you this is what it'd be he'd record three albums every year and the album yeah. but he wouldn't release them the album he released after that 10 years would be the one he recorded th- three weeks ago yeah. it would not be a compilation of the best tracks in the last 10 years it'll be like this is the latest thing I've done it's great you're gonna hear it right now
1: that's the way it works He's just interested in what he's doing now and he's like everything else is like oh I'm bored of that he's like well you may be bored of it but we, we, have, we haven't even that. heard it we don't even know. It's um, you know, uh, it's just. Cause I think he said that on was it was it rave when um he it was edited by Prince and he said oh I got Prince to edit this album because you know he's such a great <laughs> editor and he kind of it's a kind of weird uh, weird yeah. situation but oh it's just even then I was kind of you know the rave into a lot of people preferred. it was kind of it's just really uh, really strange yeah oh, that was funny
0: because yeah rave unto was edited mm. by you know produced by Prince obviously mm. he wasn't that good because he had to re-release it <laughs> yeah was was Rave into was that produced by Symbol Man was that better than the Prince version no one's ever oh, confirmed just, that
1: it was just bizarre I remember that whole cause of thing cause that was the kind of the, almost the false start from musicology in the sense of you know we're going to promote this we're going to do really well and then it kind of came the, the, the recriminations that you know oh you haven't done enough for me and Clive Davis hasn't done this and he hasn't promoted it and he hasn't pushed it and then uh-huh. Clive Davis is very much like well you know Prince needs to get out there and to be fair I think Prince did get out there quite a bit but he
0: did a fair few know. shows in Europe for like a yeah. week that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> He played the greatest romance like on five different shows, so what else do you I, want him to do?
1: He did some strange TV appearances as well, but yeah. I just,
0: he played Motherless I was Child like, on one of those shows, and it was great.
1: Oh, the Motherless Child. Oh, yes. Motherless Child, yes. But don't forget that. Septimo, that was probably one of the best performances. That, that's the classic Prince, though, isn't it? One of the greatest performances, I think. You know, fantastic performance. And how many people outside the Prince community have even heard of it or, or, or seen well, it? It's weird, just-
0: because like, oh, I, I'm here to promote this album, so I'm just going to play a cover <laughs> from a song from like 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm here to promote this album. You know? It's, it's like when he went on Letterman and, and Letterman said, um, the song he's going to play is from this album, which I hear is never going to be released. So it makes perfect sense to here promoting it tonight. It was just, it's great. The way it works is a never ending you know, amusement to me.
1: It, it, was just, it was just so great at that time being a Prince fan because it's like, oh, you know, he's promoting this album, he loves this album, and they go, oh, when's it out? No, 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 it's not coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be stupid, that'd be silly. And that's traditional, we don't think that way, we don't want to do that, That, that's silly. I just, oh, you remember the time, because when I first got into print, I kind of believed every announcement i don't know what i was thinking. Oh, yeah. you know what the uh when the, hit, the hits came out and he you said oh you know like, <laughs> he's retiring <laughs> he's, he's retiring he's quitting music he's going to focus on alternative media projects and he's not going to do you know music anymore and i was like oh my god i can't believe this has happened you know it's terrible oh and then like you know <laughs> suddenly when we said retired not playing music what we actually meant was uh you know i should have realized that looking back at um was it after purple rain when he sort of yeah. you know sometimes it snows in april i'm off to look for the ladder
0: and, you're like, and just about, about every, but just about every tour, the promoters say, "Oh, it's the last time you're going to hear the hits," and I'm like, oh, "Why are you saying that? You can't say that." That's false advertising. I, Can we I, sue I, these promoters? Because I'm sure I'm Prince to, doesn't tell them that. They just make it up to, to get people then. to buy tickets.
1: I mean, how long has that been going? I mean, I'm trying to think. He's done that several, so many times. I'm mean, certainly, you know, in uh, 7 But even before then, it's oh, the very last time you'll ecology, hear Purple Rain.
0: Even. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, it just, it was all Actually, kind of, Actually, you know, 2001 hit-and-run tour, 2000 hit-and-run tour. That was, you know, come and hear the hits. It might be the it last like,
1: time. You'll never hear Let's Go Crazy Again. You'll never hear anything. You must get in here now. If you don't get in here now, then it's like one of those um, you know, TV adverts. The sale must end. It must end yeah, now. It must, must end now. Can be no more sales. There'll never be another sale until, you know, next week.
0: Guess what? We've run out of time. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> So See, where can people listen to you talk just like you they talked? Won't,
1: they won't want to now. They'll go, what the hell? I've is heard
0: everything he's ever going to say. <laughs> That's that all
1: hour. there is. Uh, if you go on YouTube and type in, I don't know, Night Child it Theory will really, come up and there'll be me sort of talking crazy things about it. There'll be you I'm wearing like a, a hat.
0: You always wear a hat, and, don't you? <laughs>
1: I do. It's it's my thing. It's when I'm the night child. When I set the night child off, I, the night child off the hat You're off. I'm just a normal I'm no guy. I'm just a normal guy. I can go about my day. <laughs> but it's kind of yeah. It's just they're only a few minutes long. Just the kind of little gateway drug. And then like say, go to Peach and Black and get the full, you know, the full deep wow. experience. If it's you've just I'm, got like, much I'm like
0: time to waste. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if you go to YouTube, Night Child Ethereal. Um, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else in the world. So, um, but yeah, come and say hello and say you know and. Uh, do what somebody did the other day I go oh that English accent drives me spare can you stop doing that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah stop putting on that accent we know what you really oh, talk like that.
1: somebody said that to me and then bless them they come back and they said oh I didn't really mean to see that I'm sorry and I've I, I, you know, and be a chat and I was like, I was like oh, I've made a friend so I've turned somebody around and that really made my dad because oh, yeah. I thought I couldn't do a lot about that I can't really change my accent <laughs> uh. Nothing
0: you you do. could do do it in a Scottish accent. You can do that, right?
1: God, I wish I could. I'd probably some <laughs> of my relatives at Scot were Scottish. If they heard me, they'd probably hunt me down. <laughs> they go, "What was that? That was I don't know what that was." <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try a vote Coder or something next time I see. So, you can do so.
0: And just so this show isn't 100% about Prince, you, Cameron, you mm. voted, I can't even think of the words, election, Prime Minister, again, Cameron. Can you not say you voted like I did it? <laughs> I'll get <laughs> in trouble. What have you done?
1: Oh, it's bizarre. I love it. All these millions and was millions. We, well, we have polls and polls saying it's going to be a hung parliament, hung balance. So the entire campaign was about one thing who's going to work with who? You know, what group's going to form a coalition? Oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to work with them. I'm not going to work with them and then they had the exit polls and they go yeah you know what we've been talking about for the last three months it doesn't really matter because cameron's won i mean he's he's got about a 10 11 majority which is like tight but no one really expected this and it was like so it was bizarre I was go, oh it's gonna be really exciting and they go we don't you know this is uncharted territory and we need to know what these other people think and then cameron go oh, i've just won and it was like the most boring election <laughs> it's uh five more years oh don't <laughs> uh, oh well the depression alone <laughs>
0: At least he's slightly better than the idiot we've got here. I
1: was just going to say maybe I should move to Australia. So obviously not then.
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, I do like the the London Mayor. He's he's hilarious.
1: Ah, uh, he. Do you know what the what's thing his name? Though? Boris. Is a Boris. Boris Johnson.
0: Oh, hilarious that face. guy. Every time I see him on the news, saying some stupid thing, and I'm just like, oh, here we go. Why can't I live in this comedy town of London? It's so it's good because
1: everybody either thinks a that he's like you know made up, or they think that all <laughs> English people are like this. And they think oh, 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 I just did I knocked into the thing, and oh, it was terrible. No, no, He says this thing. People, the thing is, he's Teflon. He, he's actually a genius because whatever yeah. scandal is involved in they just go yeah, but it's Boris. <laughs> and they go, oh. So he can get away with it. I mean, he's, he's just thinks. become an MP. <laughs> he's the MP now, and he's the mayor of London, and he's got, like, a columnist, and they reckon he'll be tipped for next prime minister. So oh, watch this space. Oh, God. If he minister, is
0: the next prime minister, or... I'm moving to England. That will be the, just... the best <laughs> thing ever.
1: <laughs> he's just become an MP, and David Cameron said he'll stand down before the end of his term. So oh, he is next in line, pretty much. So um, oh, it's quite it's quite crazy. bizarre. People think he's made up. He's a fictional character. <laughs> There's nothing he can do to lose his job, because whatever scandal is involved in, they just get. Go- but it's Boris, come on. Look
0: at him, look he, at I, his face.
1: We, we built something for the Olympics, some dome, and he said, I don't if we've lovingly rubbed this dome with rhubarb, and the rhubarb makes it stronger, and then I think, you think, oh, you just you just can't make it up. You couldn't make it up. You couldn't write someone like that, you know? He even looks mad, doesn't he? He even looks mad with his, hair, his hair. His kind of... hair is
0: just all over the place. <laughs>
1: It's just scary.
0: scary. Well, you can put it this way. He's not wasting taxpayers' money on a hairstylist, is he? (laughs) He's looking out
1: for you. You must look at Cameron and you must look at Boris and think, everybody in Britain is so posh. (coughs) We all went to the same school. (laughs) Dear, dear. I feel such a commoner now. (laughs) Well, it's very good to talk you. to you. And you, it's a real pleasure. This is this is the Thank end. Thank you very much. I'm such a fan. I really appreciate talking to you. It's, it's, if you just told me I'd talk to you a few months ago, I'd have just laughed my head and not believed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: all done. That's
1: fantastic. Cheers, mate.
0: Same music. You Yay. Yay. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Um,